Welcome to Reactive. This is episode 56, I believe, and uh, my name's Henning, and I'm here with Raquel. Hi, everyone! Hello, hello. Uh, unfortunately, um, Khalil, in his own words, caught something. Um, yeah. Which means he is sick, so he will not be joining us today. But um, So we wish him uh, all the best, and hopefully he'll be back next week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, I don't know why, but somehow... In my head, I, I thought of him not feeling so well, and I just thought of a duck. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, so, fun facts about ducks. <laughs> what kind of ducks? A special uh, one just, or just in general? Just, no, no, just regular ducks. Just, okay. you, know, um, you know, swans and geese are types of ducks. I don't know if you knew that. I did not. Um, and then, uh, I, I, I bet you do know that a baby duck is called a duckling. But did you know that an adult male is a drake? No, I thought it was a mallard. No, I think oh. that might be a specific a specific type of of oh. a specific type of duck. But okay. um, yeah, and then a, an adult female duck is called a hen or a duck, and then a group of ducks can be called a raft, a team, <laughs> or this is even better, a paddling. Really, paddling? Yes, a paddling of ducks. Okay. <laughs> now a raft that 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 kind of makes sense, but yeah, uh, hmm. yeah, totally. All right, um, yeah. So um, there's like way more, way more cool um, things, but you know we'll just we'll just carry on. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Thank yeah. you for so that. The mallard, there's all the these these weird names for groups of animals. I mean, I know. Yeah. it's a wisdom of wombats. It my is. favorite. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, anyway, what's going on? Well, I uh I um I got myself uh, into a into a storage problem and um so how what happened is and this has actually been going on for quite a while and I'm very curious to see how maybe some of the listeners solve this but um you know, we we have been in the uh digital camera age for quite some time now and uh um you know, it's bad enough when you have, you know, a normal consumer camera um but when you move into the prosumer sort of sort of in the middle it's a you know digital slr and um i just got like two years ago a what's called a full frame so it's um it's got a much bigger chip and therefore the the files are um enormous and um what i was um you know basically told or what I learned from my cousin who's a professional photographer he um, advised us to shoot or save our files in raw format and basically what that means it's it's nearly a compressionless sensor dump maybe it's even just a complete sensor dump so the files are even bigger but that way you don't lose any data and you have a lot more options when you um, modify or you know enhance the pictures later in something like Lightroom or something so but what you can you know imagine having kids and digital mm. cameras um you don't take just <laughs> one picture of a scene it's like hey it doesn't matter my my storage card is you know 96 gigs no problem just keep pushing the button right and um so what you end up with of course you don't have time to what you should do is get rid of 80 percent of the images before you even put them on your system right but mm -hmm. um and then now you add to that um, iPads and cell phones where you're snapping pictures like crazy and all kinds of other things. And now you very soon 
find yourself having terabytes of digital media on your computer and you don't know where to put them. And the thing is that you can't lose this stuff, right? Because this is this is like your life, right? Um, right. So then you have this issue where where do you put all this? So I have already, you know, gone through the options of doing this um uh, external hard drive business where you basically put something on on something like a you know western digital passport or something it's very handy and stuff but three of those have already broken so that's not really oh, wow. very safe right and yeah. then you could have you can have like these online um your online backup systems that's great but that really only mm-hmm. mirrors your storage from your local computer it's basically a safety mechanism as it the word says it's a backup but you don't really get extra storage because it's just if you delete it on your local machine it also deletes it on on the backup eventually mm-hmm. so you need something else right um and then we have this this other problem of um when you edit files it'd be nice if both of us could do it me and my wife and if we don't have a server in the house or something you know where do you put all that stuff you have to um, send files back and forth, maybe on Dropbox. It's it's highly inconvenient. Um, and so what I did is I, I at the advisement of uh, my boss, I got a a NAS basically, and not 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 a little one, but a, a decent one this time. <laughs> so it's a 16 terabyte RAID five NAS, and um, that I know it just sort of like you know buys me more time, but I think it'll be quite a bit of time. Uh, because we, we're not into video yet or anything like that. I mean, except for what comes off the phone. Because if you if you went with, you know, video and video editing, then you're totally lost anyway. Mm-hmm. But so, you know, the issue is, I guess, how do you discipline yourself to, to you know, delete the files when, you know, it's so hard, right? How yeah. do you do that? You go through these... 10 or whatever images and you have to you should really just get rid of nine if it's of the same thing right but right either you don't have time or you just oh she's not looking in this picture that one's looking in this picture you know and it's like ugh, what do you do right mm-hmm. so um, mm-hmm. so anyway i got that and um it's it's a, it's basically a synology product um, it's really really cool you can basically run your own dropbox system or something like oh, wow. that on there. So so I can now I can hook up all of my devices, my phones, my uh, laptops, everything, and um, they can basically sync to this device, and I can hook up my cloud storage or cloud backup to this device and have everything mirrored. And uh, things like um, saving my uh, images and videos off my phone automatically, like you can do in Dropbox, you, know, you can send it, or, or in uh, iCloud, I guess. This will do it mm-hmm. as well, and it'll do it over Wi-Fi. So when you come in the house, it'll just stream it immediately to the box, and it'll be saved. Oh wow! So, yeah, it's it's uh, it's pretty sweet, and um, comes with all kinds of other stuff. But uh, so far, I've only messed with um, you know pure data storage and and some of the features for for Dropbox. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or not? It's um, not Dropbox, but it's it's a similar thing. It's basically right, synchronizing right, right. folders across devices. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, I use um I use Spider Oak as my kind of like backup slash external storage. Um not perfect, but it does what I need. Um but listening to you talk about uh having like ten pictures of the same instance and just needing the one, there is an app that I have on my phone called Clean, um spelled C L E E N. 
And what it does is it goes through all of your photos and then it, it basically just shows you one at a time and you get to swipe um, like up, down, left or right. Um, and uh, if you swipe up, you're going to your favorites. Um, so like it, it, it hearts the picture for you and it'll, which will automatically save it in the favorites section. Um, if you swipe down, it deletes the photo. And then if you swipe, uh, left, I think it, or no, if, if you swipe right, it'll just kind of like, well, I'll deal with this again later. Um, and then I think left doesn't actually have an option. Um, but it's kind of like a nice thing to do when you're just like sitting around and you don't want to play a game or you don't want to, I don't know, whatever. Like there's just something you, you have some downtime um, and you can just kind of go through and very quickly like go through your pictures and choose which ones you want to keep, uh, which ones you want to make favorites, which one you want to keep and which ones you want to just get rid of. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So, so I, I recommend that. Yeah. Oh, totally. For the stuff on the phone. That's, that's yes, brilliant. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. only going to work for the phone. Right. Right. And, exactly. So, um, yeah, I mean, I have, um, I have, um, I got some utilities, um, some command line stuff that basically will run through. Because the other thing that happens, right, is you copy stuff around, and all of a sudden you have two copies of the same image, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it will basically search your entire hard drive, and not by or not only by file name, but also by you know uh, the contents of the file, will compare everything and tell you if it finds multiples of the same thing, and then you can decide mm-hmm. whether to delete it. Um, or if you want to have like a sim link, uh, where the old one was that just goes to one central uh, version of it. So you have all, all sorts of, um, sorts of options, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's, so, so that's our, my attempt to, to do some file sharing without having to actually run, you know, a desktop in my house. Um, so this is, um, it's kind of like that. I mean, it's basically a computer, but it's mainly storage with basically apps running on it. And, uh, Hopefully that'll let us um, share files more easily. Because the other the other really really big thing is so we we do um, uh, our photo editing in Lightroom now, and Lightroom just like Photoshop and and some of those products they basically build these databases of your photos because you can do tagging and all this kind of stuff. But now you're stuck on one system with this. So how as a family do you edit? your photos or share that, you know, that's still a, mm-hmm. a big problem that I have. I know this is very niche, <laughs> maybe a bit extreme, but, but it's not it's that uh, niche. I don't think, I don't yeah. think it's that niche. Yeah. I don't know. If, I mean, I know a lot of people that do Lightroom, but it's usually not like, you know, one person is sort of in charge, but um, that always, you know, introduces bottlenecks and then you can't get to what you want. And that kind of sucks too. So if you had sort of mm-hmm. a, a shared or a collaborative, um, environment that would be awesome but i I have not found anything that does that Mm -hmm. so anyway yeah i don't know (laughs) but yeah so i'm super super happy with this and it's uh yeah hopefully since it's raid five the only problem if it's you know lightning strikes or something like that but um we should fortunately you live in you you don't live in an area where it rains no no it's just the lightning capital of the world yeah no it's totally fine (laughs) You'll be fine. No, I have It'll it on, on a, it's, it's on a surge protector and stuff, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I lived here for a while. I never lost anything to lightning. <laughs> That's what they always say. Yeah. Every single one of them. Oh, this has never happened to me before. Except for that one guy who, you know, got struck by lightning twice. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yes. So, um, speaking of like 
tech. Um, hey, guess what? This is a tech podcast. Um, uh, <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> Yesterday, I saw an article that Google was finally giving up on their self-driving cars. What? They've, yeah, they're they're like, you know what? It's just it's it's not really going to work for us. So we're just um, yeah, they've they have stopped developing their own self-driving car. Wow, uh, that's bizarre. Yeah. Why? What's the reason? Yeah. I mean, what uh, do you mean it does? It's not going to work, or they? It's right. just not well, business-wise. Okay. So I think I think what they're doing is. Um, They've decided to, instead of making their own cars from scratch, they're working with uh, car companies that already exist. Um, but then they're they're still working on their own steering wheel and pedal controls and, and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah. Okay, so they're not abandoning the whole project. They're just they're stopping the to whole produce project. cars. Just, okay, got it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's... It's weird. That makes sense, though. I'm, I mean, that's a that's a hard thing to do. And there's others with a lot more experience out there. Then again, I mean, Google has the brightest yeah. and the deepest pockets. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. Although, so like, I'm I'm gonna put the article in the show notes, but like, the car that's in there is really ugly. Yeah, isn't that sort of like this bubble kind of looking? It's a little thing? bubble thing. Yeah. It's yeah. a little bubble with like a little bubble head and it's all bubbly and it's just it's not yeah no. it's not cool it's very nerdy <laughs> it's super i don't know I, I don't really want to be driven around in a cloud you know like i want a yeah. car not right not a tinker toy mm-hmm. um anyway uh but in other uh things that are, are you know going the way of the dodo um pebble have you heard about that um pebble is gone um, or rather Pebble is, is, uh, merging with Fitbit, um, oh. and, uh, Fitbit, basically they're just getting rid of, of everything. Um, so like the whole team is getting acquired into, into Fitbit, but the, the product itself is, is actually done. Um, oh, wow. they so out, Fitbit like, bought thing. them out like, and is killing the product? Um, yeah, I oh. think so. Um, which is really unfortunate. Um, so yeah, they've, they've decided to shut down the company and no longer manufacture Pebble devices. So that was a um, Kickstarter, wasn't it? It was. Well, so they've done multiple Kickstarters, um, and they were really, 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 um, like they were really successful and it was like this huge thing. Cause it was like open APIs. And, um, I remember when I was at JSConf a few years ago, there were Pebble reps there and they would like give you a free pebble if you use their dev api to like do something cool and so like some people made their fitbits launch little node rockets um <laughs> their pebbles and, you, you know, mean yeah yeah sorry they're, they're thank you they're pebbles <laughs> um and uh so yeah like it was it, it's it's some pretty cool technology it was kind of the first real genuine version of the apple like before the apple watch um and people loved it, like absolutely loved it. Like anytime I see somebody wearing a pebble, I'm like, oh, hey, you're wearing a pebble. And they're like, yes, I love my pebble. It's so great. Um, so now they're all really sad um, because, uh, yeah, hmm. yeah. And sorry, I, I misspoke. Um, many of the members of Team Pebble are uh, have moved on to Fitbit, but it sounds like not 
everybody. Um, but it, it sounds like Fitbit didn't actually buy Pebble. I think Pebble decided, you know what, we're done. Um, and a lot oh. of the people from Pebble went and said, hey, Fitbit, I'm on the market. And Fitbit okay. was like, okay. Um, I'm, yeah. Hmm. So it's, that's, that's it, it, it sucks though. Yeah, I think it, it's kind of telling a very common story these days of um, cool IoT company gets, uh, does a Kickstarter, people buy into it, and then, um, like, even at the first stage, it's kind of a crapshoot if you're actually going to get it or not, right? Like, a lot of people fund IoT projects and then never get anything. My right. husband paid $50 for an IOT water bottle because he was like, this is the beginning <laughs> of the end. <laughs> he was like, I, I want a memento. And it took them a year and a half to, to deliver it, and it didn't work at all. What was it supposed to do? Um, so it was supposed to, like, via Bluetooth, connects to your phone, uh-huh. and um, there's, like, a little accelerometer in it. So hypothetically, whenever you drink... Uh, it would, you, you know, like you would tip the bottle and so it would know that you're drinking enough water. And if you haven't had any in a certain amount of time, then, then it would remind you, be like, Hey, (laughs) you're probably dehydrated now. Um, yeah, the, the battery, like it shipped with the, with the bus, with the, with the dead battery. (laughs) So like, it didn't even work. Like he couldn't even get it to pair with his phone. He was like, well, I just burned $50. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, um, are they still around? <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. Huh. But yeah, I, I think a lot of people have just started to throw caution into the wind and not really back um, IOT based Kickstarters, which is a shame. Um, but I, I know of a lot of IOT companies that started out on Kickstarter and have gotten not really anywhere. Um, or if they have, it was a, a short-lived lifetime. So, like, uh, Tesla was was pretty huge. I mean, Tesla's still around, but it's no longer a company entity on its own. It's more just a community. Um, and so, that yeah. That was the, it, the board? Or, yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's, it's, I don't know, tricky. Yep. It's not that easy, I mean, to start up something uh, from nothing. So No, definitely. <clears throat> Definitely. uh, Yeah, even if you have that exposure, I mean, there's not not a lot of companies make it, unfortunately. Um, Right. So. Yeah. No, and I I think I think we're going to see start seeing investors be much more wary about IoT. I think it was such a hot, cool thing, but hardware is hard, y'all. It's like it's not easy at all, and um, like we've talked about this a bit on on the podcast, like software you can like write tests and you can replicate and it's all bits and bytes and it doesn't matter whose computer you're using by and large it should like you know just work um but hardware if there's a a bad batch or a bad run or you didn't manufacture it consistently across uh you know widgets and uh if you if you like have a bug in your widget, like <laughs> you probably have to wait until the next time around because IOT isn't self updating or like there's so we have so far to go on IOT. And, and I commend all of these companies trying to get into that space and trying to like figure out what the way forward is. 
but it's it's going to take a long time. Yeah, I mean, iterating on hardware is just, it takes longer and it's a lot more expensive. Um, yes. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I mean, IoT, that's, there's, um, I guess it, you know, this is the beginning and it's going to take a, a little while until all the the sort of silly stuff. I mean, I don't know what else to call it, but sort of drops out and, and the things that really mm-hmm. make sense um, sort of stick. Um, yeah. I mean, there's you know like the water bottle sorry for your husband but you know oh no that, no that is, that is kind like, of a he knew he knew it yeah. was a ridiculous idea he did it on purpose okay. <laughs> because to him it was this idea of like you know this is so ridiculous yeah. i need to I, I i need to to have the thing that shows this is the beginning of the end gotcha yeah, yeah and okay maybe he just maybe maybe he really did uh identify that this is the thing <laughs> Yeah, but because I mean, you know, that is is one one crazy example. And then um, doesn't Fitbit makes a scale? I think that you compare with your phone. Yes. I mean, you know, sometimes okay, yeah, it'd be nice. I step on the scale and it automatically tracks my my weight. But I mean, really, you know? Oh, I know <laughs> people who use it. I know people who use it. And the thing is, I think so. Here's the other thing about Fitbit, right? Like. Uh, we've talked about this, right? You do you use your Fitbit anymore? Are it's, you still using uh, it? It's missing in action. I can't find it. <laughs> <laughs> I had it like a week and a half ago, and I, I, it is not. It cannot be found at the moment. But yes, otherwise I would be using it. <laughs> right, right. So, but see, here's the thing, right? Do you miss it? No. <laughs> so, like, to me, this is kind of like like. This is this is exactly indicative of the 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 role IoT has in our lives right now, right? Like it's like, oh yeah, this is a cool thing. It would be cool if um, the only people I know who use the the scale and like like live and breathe by their Fitbit are the people who are so obsessed with statistics that they want to know everything about themselves. Like, yes, like, like these people have also signed up for 23andMe and uh, they, they count uh, what kind of, like they count, not only do they count steps, but they also count how many miles they drive and they, they love to see like how their blood pressure is changing over time. And, uh, you know, they, they count how much time they're spending at work and how much they're they're spending in play. Uh, They care if they, are stuck on public transportation longer than they would like to be because it's messing with their like general understanding of how the world works. And like, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's a very specific type of person who uh, finds the need for their Fitbit in their lives, like in that way. Um, Like if they were to go a week and a half without their Fitbit, like that wouldn't happen. They would just go to, you know, target or wherever and get another one because they need it so badly. Yeah. The, the, the one time when it was really, really useful is when I really tried to like lose weight. Um, Mm -hmm. And then it was like, you know, it was a tool, right? Um, I mean, not that I, I, I'm probably (laughs) at a point now where I should do that again, but um you know, it's uh, it's it's not an absolute necessity, I guess. I, I kind of know now what I do and what I shouldn't do, and I guess it was a, a, a sort of a um, an additional incentive to try to like, you know, what they say is gamify things, and to see, you know, if you can beat your previous um, record right. or whatever. But after a while, it's like you said, you know, like six months or so, like eh, whatever. You know? Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, it's like eh. now. 
if you take my iPhone away for a week and a That's half. That's a different story, yeah. <laughs> oh, and besides the Fitbit, I keep it in my pocket. So the one, yeah, like my favorite pair of jeans for some reason, there's like a hole developing right now and where this where the Fitbit always was. So <laughs> not good. One day, one day we'll have a long conversation about women's pockets and how there's something very wrong about all of it, but um my phone has created a similar situation in my, in my, in my favorite jeans. Like, cause uh, anyway, I'm not, I'm not going to digress into the sexism of pockets. Um, but that's a topic we oh, could, dear. we could spend a little while on. Yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> uh, oh, goodness. Terrible. Um, but speaking of self-driving cars, Uber is apparently starting up their self-driving car service in san francisco and like it's like officially about to start and i'm more than a little freaked i'm not comfortable with this so they they have their own thing developed their own vehicle oh yeah it's like um oh sorry starting today which is today's the 14th um yeah so the 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 Verge reports that starting today, anyone in San Francisco who hails an UberX could find themselves in the backseat of a luxury self-driving Volvo XC90, complete with le- leather interior, spinning LiDAR sensor, and a trunk full of computing power. Seriously? Mm. Absolutely no driver? I Is that even know. legal yet? Wow. Oh, no. Sorry. There is there is a safety driver. Okay. Okay. Because I, I was, yeah, I was mm. thinking that's their, they must have skipped a few years. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, they have a safety driver, which is good. Um, <laughs> but so basically they're pushing, they're pushing for, you know, trying to move this ahead, I guess. That's, yeah. that's the purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, oh, this is interesting. Um, yeah. Uber, okay, so um, I'm just going to read a little bit of this uh, kind of article. It says, um, uh, California's DMV does not have Uber listed among the companies that have obtained permits to test uh, self-driving vehicles on public roads. Uh, But California defines autonomous vehicles as cars that drive, quote, without the active physical control or monitoring of a natural person. And Mm. so as a result... Uh, because there's a safety driver, then, um, then, then, you know, it's not considered autonomous, not considered totally autonomous. Yeah. It's just self-driving words. Yeah. I don't know. Well, on the one hand, I find it nice that they're, or cool that, you know, they're trying to push technology on the other Mm -hmm. hand. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. That's, ugh. It's scary. Yeah. But I mean, that was the whole point of, of why Google wanted to get into this, right? Because as right. a whole and statistically, once this stuff works, it's probably safer or it, it will be safer than having humans driving. But I it's, think if it's, it's 100% machines, then yes. Right. But I don't, exactly. I, I, I cannot, I cannot consider a world in which it is 100% machine. Yeah, probably not. It's just too many people love driving, mm-hmm. like genuinely love being in control of their yeah, own forget car. doing this in Germany. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, won't, they won't even go away from their stick shifts. I mean, 
I thought that was a European thing, but I'll, yeah, I'll yeah, it's it true. It is. Thing. Um, but, um, but like, so like, like this, this particular paragraph is, is one that really kind of, uh, it really seals the deal for me. It says occasionally the safety driver would take control. Like when he wanted to do something that could be perceived as reckless by a computer, but totally normal to a human, like cut across, like cut across three lanes of traffic and the car occasionally kicked itself out of autonomy mode, forcing the driver to take the wheel. Nice. <laughs> While Uber says the goal is full autonomy, the company admits the technology is not there yet. Yeah. I don't know. It's always, you know, I think yeah. it is, though, coming back to the, the safety issue, you know, I do yeah. believe that at some point it will reach reach a point where there, you know, are less fatalities than if there was all humans driving. But mm-hmm. most people probably myself included are still not okay with that it's like this it's like the thing with the plane right um Mm -hmm. like plane crashes are perceived as so horrible and terrible and i mean of course they are you know Mm -hmm. but way more people die in car accidents you know than in planes but it is this to me at least this is what i've sort of concluded for myself it's this this perceived idea that you have no control right and therefore, it's like super scary or more scary than, you know, being in a car. But it's the same problem there. Even though you're driving, it's still probably out of your control. Otherwise, it wouldn't happen mm-hmm. in the first place. So, right. You know, and yeah, yeah. so to step in a car that, I don't know, it's a, it's a mental thing. The next generation yeah. maybe will do it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but that's what one of the Google scientists was saying is that he, he his goal was to have his children not have to learn how to drive a car. So Yeah. yeah. I mean <sighs> anyway. We shall see. We It'll shall happen see. one way or another. Something so. something will happen. Yeah. Something's always going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Anyway, anyway, what else is going on? So I'm not uh, doing too much new stuff uh, at work. I'm doing mm-hmm. mostly PHP and integration things. And um, one thing I've, I've started now um, just this last few days is is we, we've spent several months now building this, this product and it contains um, a certain set of functionality that we need across um, our applications, they, it's also general enough that it could be open sourced. So I'm I'm working on um, sort of, you know, refactoring and breaking it out into mm-hmm. into packages so we can you know share it across um, teams or mm-hmm. even within the team, but across projects. And um, you know, I always thought, okay, I'm at least I, I I work with the mindset that I want to do this at some point, or I would want to be able to to break it out easily, and you know modularize things at some point. But it, mm-hmm. it's always surprising when I go back and actually do it how much extra work it really is, and how much is really still missing, and how much of um, sort of uh, specialized or um, uh, things that are specific to our domain sort of creep into the things that actually are sort of generic Mm -hmm. and to to sort of separate that all out again and create clear boundaries. And then of course, um, you know, documentation is, is a huge thing. So I, I kind of pride myself on, on documenting things well, but 
once you have to go and make this usable for others, at least in the way that I would appreciate it as a consumer, like, you know, I know a consumer of, of other people's software, I guess, or, or yeah, code, um, you know, you differentiate between this is a really nice package. And one of the main reasons is because it's documented so well, right? It has a beautiful interface. It's the documentation is excellent. Um, but to actually go and do that yourself is really, really hard. And um, it was just sort of, again, a sort of a wake up call or, you know, that I have a, <clears throat> a lot more, uh, yeah, sort of work mm -hmm. to do to get to that kind of point. Um, I mean, it's not, it shouldn't even be the goal always, but um, when you think you're working with that in mind, it's just was surprising to me how, um, yeah, how much, how far mm -hmm. there is still to go. Yeah, that was kind of no, totally. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah, open sourcing is hard. It's really hard. Um, and it's something that, uh, like, it's easier if you start out 100% in open source, but as soon as you realize maybe not everything should be open and available to everyone, you need to, like, scale back. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. I don't... I'm also just the worst open source maintainer ever. So, <laughs> well, it gave me a new appreciation for for people that put out really <laughs> solid, nice work, and it's like, wow, yeah. you know, a ton of time goes into this stuff, yeah. and um, it's it's quite remarkable. So, because yeah, yeah, writing something really quick and yeah, it does the job, and we can you know either cut and paste it or put it in a private repo and share it across teams. And if somebody needs mm -hmm. to know something, they they know who to go ask. You know, that's usually how it works. I would say probably the majority of the time. But to make something that is um, yeah nicely crafted and well documented, ugh, takes <laughs> a lot of time. Oh yeah. yeah, no, I've had. I mean, there's been a lot of, uh, I mean, we talked about this last week, but, you know, open source burnout is definitely a thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I just think a lot about, um, I think about my coworkers who who work on open source kind of outside of work and inside of work. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it's a lot easier to just start open source and maintain open source as opposed to start closed source and then try to pull apart the stuff that can be open sourced. Um it's not impossible, yeah. but it does it does take more effort, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's a fun exercise. We'll see where it goes. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Keep us posted. We'll do. Keep us posted. Yeah. Um, um, the only other thing I have uh, to mention is there's a, a Chrome extension that will replace pictures of Trump with pictures of kittens. <laughs> Um, I, I um, I need that. Yes. <laughs> it's just important. Uh, well, uh, did you hear about the, um, the way or, or one of the ways that, uh, <clears throat> the DNC's emails got hacked? I think it was John Podesta. Okay. I remember who basically it was, it was a, a phishing uh, operation. Um, he was sent an email that appeared to be from Google and one of his aides sent an email to another aide saying that this is a legitimate email when they meant to say it's an illegitimate email. And that then caused them to change the password using this phishing email and basically released his private email account to whoever, the Russians, like 60,000 emails or something. 
And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, it's like, oh, something so silly, but it, it happens all the time. You have to be so careful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy. <laughs> so, do you use two-factor authentication much? Because I'm, I'm totally uh, paranoid yes. about this stuff. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah. I use 2FA for everything that I can think of. Mm-hmm. Um, the part where I need to, like, figure out in my own brain is whether it's enough to have – so – I use one password all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, and one password has a thing where you can um, create like a, um, what's it called? Like you basically have, um, you can do a one-time password, which, so then it's, you, you can do the same scanning the QR code and it'll, it'll figure out the special, you know, six digit code or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can store that in your one password file for that login, but it's not really two-factor authentication because the password and the one-time password, like your regular account password and your one-time password are both stored in the same spot. Um, but then, so then I use an app called Authy um, to do all the one-time passwords, like the, the, the two-factor authentication. And that in that case, it really is two-factor authentication because you have... Uh, a phone and a password, um, but again, now is that is Authy is Authy yeah. an app that generates a specific code that is somehow synced and is time sensitive that you then have to enter, or is it, or is it what does that do? Oh yeah, yeah. It's so like you you get the you scan the QR code, right? Okay. So like when you sign up for two for for two FA, you, mm-hmm. you you scan a QR code and then it like something magical happens and then there's a a six a six number password or passcode that regenerates every thirty seconds right. or every sixty seconds. Yeah. Um, so Authy Authy does that, and so does One Password. Um, oh, I didn't know One Password did that. I have yeah. I use the Google thing. It's called Authenticator. So you have yeah. you can basically sign up for or add several mm-hmm. of your accounts, like you said, scan the QR code, and then right. it does that. And then there's right, the other right. the other method is that you get a text message on your phone that basically has mm-hmm. a six digit code. But right. yeah, so I have a combination of that using Google sending me those text messages for my Gmail stuff and then Authenticator to do everything else that allows that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Right, right, exactly. So Do yeah, you have any idea how that works with a six digit code? Like how I think so. Okay, I think the QR code has some sort of. Um, so here's how I would implement it. I don't know that this is how it is actually implemented, but I think it, I, I not probably not too far off. Um, but basically, the QR code has some special hash in it, and then the hash plus the timestamp um, turns into uh, the six-digit code. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. And then <clears throat> that way you just have a, a unique number. Um, it's funny though, cause I remember, I, I don't know if you remember this, but there was a period of time, at least like early two thousands, um, people who worked in like high, uh, like Finance. high security yeah, industries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so my dad was working at a, at an oil, uh, working in the oil industry. And so same thing. Um, and they had like a little, a little key, like literally a key yep. that you turned it on and it would just give you a, a six number, 
like a such like a, a little password on the key and you had to type that in mm-hmm. and you had to keep it with you at all times and that was essentially the same thing um something that you have and something you remember um, yeah, yeah, i've seen that too but yeah. yeah i mean everybody i don't know people need to to do this more and use this and be more mindful of this this kind of stuff it's uh it's pretty serious and it happens yeah. more often than you think i mean oh definitely uh, yeah I mean, Definitely. people go to extreme lengths, people or organizations, whatever, but to like recreate entire companies, like banks, websites, they look identical. And if you don't pay attention to the URL or something, you you might give your stuff away. So Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Although the other day I got uh, an email from PayPal um, that was just hilarious. Like... I was I was laughing pretty hard. It was just so bad. Um, I'm trying to see if it was I can... one of these attempts, a phishing attempt. Yeah, I mean, it was it was just. Hold on, let's see. Um, trying to find. Oh, it was. Uh, let's see. It was just so funny. Oh, I'm probably not going to have it in time. Um, um, no, it's forget it. Um, but it was it was like uh, your account hacked. Oh, <laughs> like it's just like missing words and and it was just really typo. It's so many typos all over the place. That's funny. Um, but so you said one password actually has this feature as well with the uh, expiring key. Yes. It's in in one password. Okay, I got to check in that. In one password. Yeah, so like if you go into your one password and then you can um I need to like there's a a little you can hear me like typing around on my computer cuz <laughs> I'm trying to figure out. Um but yeah, so like if you edit a a thing, there's let's see. Um yeah, so like if you go into like the section section and you can like create a new label, you can create a new one-time password, and that's okay. what. And then so then you can you can scan the QR code, um, and it'll save it, and that's it. Nice. Really easy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's 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 pretty it's it's cool, but then then you you end up having the same problem of is this really secure? Yeah. Is this really two FA? Because it's all in the same place. But then again, I'm storing all my... Like, if you have my phone and you've copied my thumbprint, <laughs> like... <laughs> Game over. <laughs> Game over, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but, anyway. It's probably better yeah. than doing nothing. I mean, I think using something like oh, yeah. one password, you're way ahead of a majority of the people already anyway, so... Yes. Yeah, Okay. <clears throat> well, I don't have anything more either, and I think we're close to time anyways, yeah. or approaching. Um, so, so where can people find out more about us if they want to? Um, well, they can totally come to our show notes uh, at reactive.audio, and um, in there you can find a link to our Slack channel. Oh, we had a new Slack member join uh, yeah. today. It's Fernando. Which is super cool. So shout out to Fernando. Yeah, he sits four feet from me in my office. <laughs> hey, Fernando. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
I'm sure I'm sure poor Fernando does not has never heard somebody start singing the ABBA song. Uh, wait, is it ABBA or is it's, it? Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's ABBA. It's either ABBA or um, I think yeah, I think it's. Oh no, Alejandro. Oh, it's is, Alejandro. Yeah. Is that uh, no no no? Alejandro is 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 the other one. Um, okay. That's that's Lady Gaga. So <clears throat> Lady Gaga did a song called Alejandro, and then. Um, and then Abba did a, a song called Fernando. So just, I'm sure he's never heard that song ever. I'll check. Not I'll song. check. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway. So yeah. welcome. Fernando. Yes. Um, or Fernando. Yeah. It's, it's always weird. It's always weird to me, like seeing a Spanish name and then pronouncing it in the like American non Spanish kind of way, but yeah, well, he is uh, he is from Peru, so it would be okay. So uh, yeah, so Fernando. Yeah. Um. Cool. Anyway. Yes. Very nice. So um. Yeah. If you like the show, uh, tell someone about it or leave us a review. A uh, link to do that is also in the show notes. And uh, I'm H Gladagots on Twitter, and Khalil is Khalil tweets. I think he hasn't changed his handle in a while. Um, no, he hasn't. Yeah. Still. So, so that's good. Yeah. Um, and I'm Rockbot on Twitter, and you can reach all of us uh, at Rock, at Reactive Pod. So, um, yeah, follow us and and find out when all the the cool the cool episodes come out. And um, we're approaching the holidays, but I think we're still going to be able to record through the end of the year. So stay tuned. Exactly. Exciting. All right. Thanks. Awesome. Talk to you next week. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.